When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. Fumbled the bag, I still ain't got that disappointment to shake. So now I'm trying to double up on every dollar I make. Money don't buy you happiness, it sure don't take it away. I'm smiling hard as hell, that time I step in the bank. We can't be making reckless moves, cause there's so much at stake. When you got some shit to lose, your decisions gon' change. Cause every action got a consequence, consider your ways. Hardest thing to do in life is elevate through your pain. I can relate to feeling like your life is stuck in the face. Giving effort, but results just keep remaining the same. Have some patience with yourself, shit ain't as bad as you claim. I seen the homeless nigga smile while he was standing in rain. It's all about perspective. Chillin', catching blessings and cryptocurrency been busting and i'm well invested she know that if she rock with me then she gonna stay protected because even when this shit get hectic i ain't never stressing i'm legend i woke up feeling wealthy today my bank account might not agree but hey that shit on the way me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight if you the type that play the victim you can't come in my space you know this game ain't for the weak it's hard to carry this weight i keep my balance through the ups and downs i'm never gonna break you feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face because this ain't a second i can waste i'm putting food on place Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bellard, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in with my co-host. Fellas, how y'all feeling? What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Jalen, man, another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. I'm feeling good, feeling great. It's another Saturday. Blessed to be here. So that's all I got to say. What's popping with you, Jared? 
What's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy Jared. Another fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance checking in, man. I'm reporting in from the his house this time. Uh, I ain't get to be in the studio with everybody, but hey, man, I'm ready to get into this episode. It's going to be a real exciting one. I'm a fan of our new guest, man. Hell yeah. yeah, man. This is another pressure episode about to go down. Yeah, you ain't able to be in the studio, but we over here. It is lit, man. We've been having a dope-ass conversation before this. <laughs> We've had really a good-ass time just kicking it, waiting on everything to get started. But yeah, like you were saying, another great episode planned for y'all today. Before we do get into it, want to ask everybody to leave that five-star rating and review if you do enjoy yes. the show. And check out our sponsor, Aspira Water, Black-Owned Water, Refreshing pH, Balanced Alkaline Water. Use code BWR10 to get that. But yeah, like my brother Jared was saying, another great episode in studio, brother. Originally out of Chicago, by the way, Atlanta, he decided to pull up on us. <laughs> he out here killing the game, guys. Like, yeah, selling land, mobile homes. I heard you mention you got vending machines. Got, got cars. If it could be sold, he going to put his hands on it. And go man. Yeah, my man is known as the mobile home trapper, none other than Mr. Amai Ingram. Amai, how you doing, bro? How you doing, bro? Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming out, my dog. What? <laughs> <laughs> how you living, bro? I'm blessed, bro. This is up. This is up, man. See what I did, man. Y'all looking at me kind of crazy, <laughs> but man, Amai, thank you for coming out here, pulling up on this, my brother. And I just really want to kick it in, just really like for how we started off with all our new guests. For anyone who hasn't really heard of you, like, how'd you find your way into really becoming the mobile home trapper? Like, what was that for you? Honestly, it started uh, when I left home. Honestly, leaving home, a lot of people talk about that. It's It changed my life. Leaving Chicago. I left at 18, moved to Houston. Just working, like, auditing jobs. I worked for a moving company. A lot of people probably know it, like, two men in a truck. And that's what gave me enough, obviously, funds to move to Houston. And I continued to work for them when I moved here. So just moving, obviously, different people, houses, different profession, it opened my mind to just, like, the other side of the world that I, I wasn't aware of, you know. I don't come from a rich background by any means. So I had never really seen, you know, especially people that look like me living like this, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, paying a moving company to move their things, like, I remember growing up, like, we going to call cousins, uncles. Get it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, bro, these people was spending, bro, 13, 14 Gs on a move. Like, like the biggest move I ever seen was, like, 30,000. It was to another state, obviously. But, like, she had so much shit, you know. And two men in a truck, they don't have semi-trucks. So, it's straight 26-foot box truck. So, mm-hmm. if you can't fit all your stuff, you got to pay for another truck. So I've been a part of like three, four truck moves going seven states over. That moves when he 20, 30 G's, bro. And to see people just sign that paper, you know, sign this carbon copy of your credit card, that shit blew my mind. And I would always ask them, like, what y'all do? You know, some people would tip really, really good. Some people wouldn't. Some people, you know, was really on some, like, I don't want to say a slave mentality, but yeah. So that... It just opened my mind to like, damn, the common denominator of all these people was real estate. If that wasn't their main income, they had it in some way, some form. So like I got on YouTube at that point and came across wholesaling. And that's why I started. I started just like really fucking with like land. That was my first couple of deals as far as like what 
opened my eyes to like, damn, it's another way out here to get money. And it took me a minute to get my first deal. I'm talking mm-hmm. damn near a year, bro. But I wasn't consistent like at all, you know? So, but once I really, and I was mailing, I was sending mailers. And at the time, bro, I was, I was broke, bro. Big broke. Like I didn't even have money literally for gas, bro. So like, I'm a pretty active person. Like I remember I was like riding my bike, bro. Like running, like I was just, you know, if I, at the time, of course, I was still pulling up on homies that I probably shouldn't have been dealing with. Like, all right, cool. On the way there, I'm finna, I'm finna pass. I'm finna walk through the hood. Like, I'm finna pass at the third ward of Houston. Like, that's a one of the hottest zip codes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, I'm finna pass through so much. Like, take these lots down, you know? So that's what I was doing. That's where it started. And I got one hit off of basically a melon. I was probably selling melons for bro, probably like three and a half, four months mm-hmm. before I actually started getting like contact of people like okay come out and you know see the house but you know I, I was getting shit on the contract way too high couldn't sell it so that opened my mind to you know like bro you need to educate yourself more you, you're not doing something right mm-hmm. so once I got my first deal bro it was just like damn like I had never seen a $12,000 check bro so I'm like this if I can do it one time I can keep doing it you know what I'm saying so that's what opened my mind up to it I Continue to do it. Of course, bro, money come in. What you doing? You blowing it. You know, so my first couple checks. Especially whenever you first, this is your first time. Getting exactly. This, this is my first time, like, ever seeing this kind of money. Mm-hmm. Before, obviously, this, like, transition of jobs that I was doing, I was doing security. So, like, traveling with, like, artists or, you know, other high network people doing security. That you know, pay decent money, like four or $500 a day. You know, if you work consecutive, you know, those checks could be lump sums, but obviously you waiting for this money. You know, you work for somebody that's net 60 in it, you know, they got to wait for their money. So sometimes I was waiting two, three months, bro, I'm getting behind in bills. So it's like in that gap, that's why I was like, bro, I got to take this wholesale shit serious. But like I said, when that check started coming in, I was blowing money, just blowing just buying shit that, of course, you always wanted, but it got to the point I was buying shit that it was like, why? Why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't normally do this, so why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And once, you know, obviously you blow significant amount of money. Start looking at that. You start looking cost. at, exactly, you know, so, um, yeah. And after that, I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I had a decent amount of money saved up, but boy, I moved to Atlanta. I was, bro, mm-hmm. I was going crazy. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Man. Yeah, like I had, you know, I had never seen nothing like that, bro. You know, it's one thing to visit it, but when you live in there, mm-hmm. it's different. It's different. Like he was living there with me, bro. Like I'm in a strip club, bro. <sighs> bro, two, three times a week, bro. <laughs> like just literally blowing whole checks, bro. You know, so it got to the point where, like, boom, I'm looking at my bank account, like, oh shit. Like, I got to do something. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, I wasn't familiar with the Atlanta market. So honestly, like. The wholesale the whole, slowed up? It wasn't even that. It was just like, damn, like, I kind of panicked. 
but it was like, let me look at other options. Mm-hmm. Went back to YouTube, and that's when I came across mobile homes, and I, that's where it started at. Damn. Yeah. And I think I want to dive a little bit deeper and peel back some of that stuff that you were just talking about. I think one of the first things I want to hit on is just what you say, you know, you realizing the common denominator from everyone that you move, because I think that was a wise way for you to at least evaluate, yo, they all own some piece of real estate. Yeah, yeah. So I at least I need a like if they can live like this, if they can spend the 30 G's to move seven Bro, states. These like, houses were like there's not many houses that I see that really I'm not saying they're not nice, but it's not many houses I see that really blow my mind mm-hmm. from working for this job. You know, no, obviously from looking at houses in Chicago, I moved houses in New York, Florida, you know, the Carolinas, everywhere, you know, but it just opened my mind like, damn, like, it's one thing to see it on TV, bro. Mm-hmm. But when you walking into these people's house, like, you the first person in the house, this house was just built. They still got the, you know, little plastic stuff on the mm-hmm. floor. The neoprene on the floor, like, is so much, like, that just, it was just like a tunnel for me. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, like, and it, I didn't know how I was going to get there, honestly. Like, yeah. I knew real estate, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how. I knew I didn't want to be a realtor, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, nothing against realtors. It's just, I knew that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, how? Yeah. So that's when I went to YouTube, and YouTube just honestly opened my mind. So with YouTube, when that, that's where you went and learned about wholesaling. Yeah. Right? So what made you choose wholesaling land versus like single family homes and stuff like that? Because normally, you know, when people talk about wholesaling, that's kind of the way they pitch it to people. Like, yo, you go find this, this the house. stressed property. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it was just, I saw the opportunity and I took it. But it was really, like I said, the fault. Like, I was just, I used to just be out dangling, bro, just. You know, I'm saying walking, I see a vacant piece of land and I'm seeing like in Houston, they got these big yellow signs, code violation signs. Mm-hmm. So high grass, anything like that. You got tires and shit in the yard. Like they're going to write that up. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing that the signs are just there. So like a lot of people that do pay attention to it, some people might take it out. Some people might not. A lot of signs, signs get blown over. So like. I would walk over there, you know, look on land glide and look at it. And, I'm, you know, I'll see the sign. The grass so high, the sign is buried. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, bro, this has to be something. And then maybe two, three blocks over, they're building townhomes. So the area I was in, 77021, that's Third Ward. Mm-hmm. They're building townhomes on, like, I don't know what they're building for now. But when I was living in Houston, they were putting like seven to eight townhomes on a 10,000 square foot to maybe 13,000 square foot lot. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that big mm-hmm. at all, but they got the shared driveway, you know, and yeah, depending on who the builder is, they're going to build a little cheaper. And then obviously, you know, go from there, but they was really maximizing everything. Got the shared driveway and then you put in a boom home, Four here, four here. Mm-hmm. And selling them joints, 450, 460. So you looking at that piece of land. So I'm like, not, so that's what I'm looking at. And it got to the point where I was like, I saw I was messing up to the point where I was talking to people that had their like, obviously syndication deals and stuff like that. I knew nothing about that. I'm like, damn, I could have made more money. 
Like I didn't know nothing about this until after the process was over with, you know, but I was just like, damn, like it's so many ways to make money, bro. And it literally is lack of education. Ignorance is fucking expensive. Mm. Like seriously, bro. Like is what you don't know you broke. Seriously. Like when I'm bumping into people that obviously in a better situation than me, that's doing this type of shit. I'm like, you telling me I could have made money on wholesaling it, made money when they build it, made money on the back end, like all three in all three steps of the process you could have been a part of? Yeah, like that's crazy. And I don't technically I never own none of this shit. Mm-hmm. But obviously they couldn't do the deal without you though. Mm. So, so yeah. I kind of don't even break down like, so how do you even wholesale land versus a home, right? Cause like with a home, you got ARVs you can go off of, you know, you got certain criteria, but how you come up with like the value of the land around that? Honestly, at the time, I didn't fucking know, bro. I would stop and talk to builders, bro. Like how much you got this for type shit? Like, so as you probably can see, I'm a I'm a real open person. Like yeah. I'll talk to a fucking stranger, bro. I would hop out and just, I would ride around the city, just hop out and just, I see you building, you buying, or how much you paying per square foot? Or, you know, just questions that I knew was going to be able to better tell me. And at the time, I didn't really know any realtors that can really run true comp. I was using posturing at the time, bro. At the time, you know, this is before I met realtors that would be, you know, willing enough to run comps for me. But I was just seeing what other lots that were similar were selling for. Mm-hmm. And go look at those old lots. And I was just seeing, you know, obviously, that was the track record of seeing what they were building on them. You know, it was just, okay, even if they only put three townhomes on each side. It's multiple developers in Third Ward that do these townhome developments, like these little small communities. But it was one in particular that I was basically trying to sell something to. He was lowballing the hell out of me. And I felt like I had it at a really good price. I don't remember the numbers, but on that particular deal, he had the blueprints and everything, bro, already done out. And I, we hadn't, he didn't put no earnest money down or nothing, but I was just like, that opened my mind up and like, damn, this man really serious. Like, but at the end of the day, he's still finna scrape my ass. He's still finna try to get this at the lowest possible rate. And he's still finna eat on the back end. Mm-hmm. But like, just similar to how they say people, how Grant Cardone says, I have this jet to bag customers at the end of the day. Just how people use exotic cars to bag women or whatever, to close the bag women. Like people have jets for convenience to get better clients. And he did something similar. Like he bought me down to his, me and my brother at the time, we were working together. And he bought me down to like his office. And it was like a full design studio. I got in house architects, realtors, everything. Like give me the whole experience, you know. Coffee when you walk in, finance reception is like the whole experience mm-hmm. to sit me down and tell me that you want to lowball you. <laughs> Fuck you. No, <laughs> like, no. And that opened my mind up to like, yeah, I could have took it. Mm-hmm. You know, I still later sold it at a later, a lower price of what I probably could have got for it. But that opened my mind up to if you got something that somebody truly wants, they willing to do anything for it, bro. And he ended up buying the land that was like across the street from that and building a four and four and sold them for like four fifty. Look up, look them up, bro. Urban Living um, in Houston, and they build all type of shit, bro. Like, and he might be spending. Let's just say he even spent four hundred grand on the lot. 
you getting that out of one house. Yeah. You four fifty for one. And you home. it ain't it's not you not damn sure not building it for four hundred thousand. Hell no. Nah. You might be spending two and a quarter. I mean, you know, prices is up crazy now. I'm the not wood, a, the not a building, all this but, stuff, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's where that went, bro. It was like it was I just saw a niche, like damn, like I can target builders and developers. Mm. I don't gotta worry, I have something they want and they're gonna do whatever. Like that's where that came from. And I just focused on that. I never, to this day, I've hosted one house, one traditional house. One. Everything else. Everything else was land, yeah. yeah. Damn. So, like, even whenever you were securing the land from the actual seller, how would you come up with how much you would offer them? I was just trying to get it at the lowest possible. It wasn't even, the t- bro, that's how I got an order. I was doing shit. I was just trying to get it at the, we didn't really have no, like, real systems. But I saw people like Dawson and, you know, that had, like, real systems of doing the same shit I was doing. But they was doing two, three hundred K a month, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I got to do something, bro. Like, you know, this 50, 60,000, this ain't enough. Like, this is far not enough. I could be 10X in it, you know, but that's the real, honest to God truth, bro. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that I had to get it at the possible lowest rate. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, seeing what other stuff sold for, I know I had to get it lower than that, you know? And I would start, like, I, I'm i like, I need at least a $10,000 check, at least. So, like, I need my spreads to be decent, you know what I'm saying? Other than that, like I said, I was just out here winging it, bro. Yeah. I'm glad you share that because people, they hear it, they see it, and they think, right, like, it's, it's I hard. didn't have everything yeah. together, yeah, they no. think, yeah. I still don't, bro. <laughs> like, this... I'm a work in progress, bro. Appreciate you saying that. And I want to ask you, because you also mentioned the piece about with the deal, you didn't know how you could make money on mm, the back. Yeah, end I wanted it, to right? that So, like, when did you learn that? And what does that look like? Um, yeah. uh, Houston Benton Homes, Ty. Uh, Ty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ty. Yeah. That's my guy, bro. Me and him went to lunch one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, every time we talk, you know, even if he's at, like, a little hookah bar or whatever, bro. He, he dropping some shit. Like it, yeah, he, and he basically just said, like, you know, y'all get like, you know, you could have really ate on that. And I'm like, bro, like, you know, that was a $15,000, $20,000 check. Like, I could have made more. Like, he like, yeah, bro. Like, you could have, you could have, you know, ate on, you obviously the build process, you could have ate on and been a part of the whole process, you know, because the end of the day, to a certain extent, you know, of course, you know, we're real estate attorneys and shit like that. When the shit ain't writing. It's in writing. It's in writing. You know what I'm saying? Like, So it was really just the way you would have probably was, structured it. Was, it it was a matter of structuring it. And, but to know to do that, mm-hmm. that's really the thing. You know, like real estate lawyers, obviously, they're not cheap. You know, so but to know like, OK, a lot of these lawyers, a lot of people think I ain't got the money for a lawyer. But, bro, a lot of these times you don't got to put the money up front. And if you do. I'm pretty sure you can go find the money. Like, it's worth if it. I didn't have the money, I would have went and found that shit, bro. Like, if Put I that shit on a credit card, if I had known, yeah. but I didn't even know to, boom, like I could have did because I don't know how to put a syndication deal together. Even yeah. if I'd have found somebody like a Ty or a Dawson, like I would have broke bread, like because I don't know how to put that shit together. And that would have been a learning process for me. And I think that's big for a lot of people. Everybody be trying to just be the big fish all the fucking time. Mm. And it's like, bro, if you can get 10% of a fucking $3 million, that's $4 million, are you stupid? Like, 
why not? But everybody be want this. I want a hundred percent. A hundred percent of weight. Like, bro, that. fuck that, bro. Like I'm all about partnership. Like I was ignorant like that. I would say the same thing. I remember old conversations I had with this man. Like I want to be owner of everything. You know, when I finally knew that I wanted to be a business owner, but bro, now I don't care, bro. The end of the day, if it's cash flow and if money's coming in, why not? Like, if I own three percent of something that does ten million a year, like, I'm good, I'm good. But a whole bunch of those. That's what people look at niggas like Jay Z and Nas and Magic and Magic don't own a fucking Dodgers all by itself. No, nope. yeah. like. Are you dumb? No, he doesn't, but he owns a portion of it. LeBron doesn't own his soccer team 100%, but he has a percentage in it. You know what I'm saying? So That's a billion-dollar business. And that's a billion-dollar business. You know, so, like, I'm all about partnerships. Like, for example, me right now, like, I'm in transit. I'm about to buy a horse this summer. Something I like to do. I love riding horses. So, like, I'm not, like, racing or anything like that, but cattle is something else I want to get in. I don't eat red meat or pork. Shout out to cattle. (laughs) But I understand it makes money. It does, bro. So, like, I'm willing enough to partner with whoever might be out here to hear this, that if you are in the cattle business and you are knowledgeable, like, I'm willing to partner on that. Like, that's something I'm very interested in. I don't know livestock. I don't know anything about it. But I understand it makes money and... That's a passion of mine. Is, is the that country. guy sitting right next to you, bro? Yeah, and <laughs> like, uh, Kyle's actually put me through college. That's, See, yeah. So we got to talk, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, the lesson in all this shit, bro. Tell people what you want to do, bro. Like, ain't no point in keeping the shit a secret, bro. Like, I tell strangers what my plans are, bro. Like, cause you never know who you' talking to. Mm-hmm. Like, I tell him all the time. Like, sometimes, like when I first moved to Atlanta, like, the strip club. Honestly, it was a gift and a curse because I was finding cash buyers in the strip club, bro. <laughs> like, bro, honest to God, truth, bro. I would have sweatshirts on that say, like, I buy real estate or... Mobile home um, trap. Yeah, like, shit. just different shit to say what I wanted to do. And I would just sit down, bro. Same way a lot of these strippers sit down and looking for somebody to come through with money. I was watching, too. I'm looking for the watches. I don't wear jewelry. I don't really know watches like that. But that's something I've been putting on my to-do list also is to learn watches just to know like obviously if this man has I know the main one mm-hmm. but other than that different Rolexes I wouldn't know I could see it's a Rolex but I wouldn't know yeah, the present the price the, yeah but I know okay bro you got a twenty thirty thousand dollar watch on, or you got a Richard on bro you have a fucking house on your wrist I you do something even if you sell dope bro hey you know what I'm saying come like legit, come, come get legit exactly yeah. like I feel like that's just the type of person I am, that naturally comes to me of like helping people in some way. It might not be like monetarily, but just even if it's just something, a quick talk with somebody, you know what I'm saying? I feel like in that way, that might be, you know, my gift in helping people or just because it, it always happens to me as far as like I'm putting in situations of doing that, you know, but just like expanding into that is just, I think learning new things is going to expand shit. Your net worth in so many different ways, you know what I'm saying? Because you're just gonna be able to, you know, maneuver in different areas that you never would have been able to maneuver in before, you know, with the whole watch thing. Like, you just never know, bro. Like, yeah. if he in here throwing big, big money, like, you what does he do? Something going on. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't be scared to ask, bro. Yeah. The most he could tell you to do is, bro, get the fuck out. <laughs> This is not what I'm here for at this time. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times they not. They might walk up to you. Mm. 
So, Amaya, man, I want to ask, like, you talking about the strip club. Yeah. You think about the, <laughs> the mobile home piece of everything, right? When did that part come in? When I moved to Atlanta and money was getting low. That's when it came in crunch time. So, like, walk me through that. Like, it's crunch time, right? You see your money low. You hit YouTube University. What was that step for you to be like, no, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not about to like fail. Let me go out here and get it. And why mobile homes not land again? Like with you being familiar with land, why not go back to land? Honestly, just panicking, bro. That'd probably be the best answer. Just back I don't, to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what else to do. So I was like YouTube. I went to YouTube and seen mobile home lead investors. Shanice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Byron, shout out. And uh, yeah, like started looking at that. I'm just like, damn, I'm passing mobile homes all the time, you know, out here in Atlanta. And um, I just seen like it was just the barrier of cost to get in was very, very low. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, boom, I got money to get banned inside. And for a period of time, like for whoever might hear this, whatever you might do, whatever advice you have of smoking weed or drinking, you at least got money to at least go buy $100 worth of bandit signs. You know what I'm saying? That $100 that's could be a deal great. in that. You know, so that I had to just take a look at myself. Like, I was smoking entirely too much weed, bro. Like, entirely too much. So it was just like, bro, I can't buy no weed right now. When I shouldn't be smoking anyway. When you say a time. Yeah, I want to know what, yeah, what you What you smoking? A quarter a week? An ounce a week? Like, what? what, what? Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably like an ounce and a half. But... The fact that you had the mental, yeah, the self-awareness to take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm smoking too much fucking weed. Yeah. I got to give it up yeah. so I can put like, I've never really been a drinker, but weed, bro, like, I don't really know who you go like that, but I see that, like, the whole movement he do of um, not smoking, like, he'll keep track of it, like, and he big, bro, big smoker, like, he be rolling seven, eight grand woods, bro, like, See, so he, bro, he be, when he go in his whole binge of not smoking, he be saving like 600 grams, bro. It'd be crazy shit on his track. Go to his Twitter. You would see Damn. it, bro. So like, I'm seeing shit like that. I'm like, bro, I got to stop smoking. Like the seeing the amount of money I'm spending on weed, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, bro, I'm tripping. So I took that money, buy, bought bandit signs. I was printing, um, fucking uh like flyers out too yeah like putting flyers up business cards you know shit like that yeah how long did it take you to get your first mobile home deal once i like got the consistent bro like maybe maybe like two months three months that ain't bad you know so but that was just following up like i was going on appointments Mm -hmm. that's the thing people gonna get discouraged you gonna go on appointments that's not gonna be a fucking deal that's what anything it happens excuse me that's what Mobile homes or traditional homes. You're going to go to appointments that's not going to be a deal. People going to be asking an arm and a leg for nothing, bro. So don't think that the signs aren't working. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, literally, before I left Houston, I just put out probably like a good 150 signs. You know, my phone's finally starting to ring. But this shit that's coming in, like, I haven't got, I've been in Houston in three months, bro, right now. I haven't got a deal in Houston. To be completely transparent with y'all, I have not got a deal while I've been here. All the appointments I've been going on, bro, people either owe mortgages on them or they just they want entirely too much. I can't do nothing with that. I'm not finna wholesale it and I'm not finna borrow my own money. So what can I do? Keep it moving. So in that meantime, I'm finna flip this land. Hey there. 
Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. But that's once again smart because you got a lot of people, they'll try to force a deal. Yeah. And I ain't even gonna lie, like they have and a chance in the beginning yeah. by that shit. Yeah, right. no, I'm not gonna force something, get it. But I like I did that when I first started. Force something, get it on the contract, and you can't move it. That's, That's exactly the worst shit right. ever, bro. The worst. Why Especially with mobile homes. If you don't negotiate the lot rent, you're responsible for that lot rent. So you got this joint two, three. What if you got it more than 60 days? Which you should never. Honestly, you should be getting that joint done in the first week, two weeks. Sometimes days if you got a price right. You know what I'm saying? So if you got it for 60 days, bro, that's two months that you're going to have to come out that lot rent. Mm-hmm. You want to negotiate a free lot rent, especially if you remodel, even if you're not remodeling. If you're doing any business with a part, you want to at least tell them, bro, like, give me two, three, three months, two to three months free of lot rent. If they don't want to do it and the deal is just absolutely worth it, I'll pay. Yeah. I've, I've, it's been times where that's happened to me before. Hey, so walk me through that process of being a mobile home trapper. Then, like, is it just like a wholesale deal where I get it under contract, and then I just flip it off to somebody, or is it like a little bit nuance is just a little bit different? It's very similar. You just not using a title company. You still, you know, some people don't even use contracts. Honestly, I met people that don't even use contracts. They just ha- cash just, just, just straight word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Depending on what your demographic of people is and who you, you know, you working with, mobile homes have titles of like just like cars. Mm-hmm. So depending on who you're working with, as long as you got that title, and then you got people that buy with no title. So they buy the mobile home, not have a title, but they still do they even take the it? Yeah. I mean, everybody got different use for it. What if you finna put it on your on your farm? You got 20 acres and you just been used as like a hunt cabin, cottage. Mm-hmm. You know, that shit ain't getting registered. That shit yeah, finna be true. in the middle of nowhere. I don't that's care. True. I don't care if it's stolen. Honestly. You know, people still mobile homes. Yeah. People definitely selling without titles too. Like I saw one on Facebook Marketplace the other day. They was like, We ain't got no title. It's yeah. only like two bands. You can yeah. have it. You just gotta move it. That's five hundred dollars. You gonna take it and leave it. You ain't got no title, so you, you no just title. want the money. And I might be lower than that. This is probably stolen. Even if it's not stolen, it might not be yours. Hmm. You know, I just seen something. Somebody was selling, like straight identity theft, bro. Somebody was selling land in South Florida that wasn't theirs. And the, the title company had to reverse the deal. Damn. That I ain't never seen it. How the like hell the title company fucked that one up? Bro. That's their whole job. It was a stolen identity and they had to reverse the whole deal. Damn. Straight up. Imagine you get a check and you think you're going to go crazy. And boom, give me them 20 bands back. 
Jeez. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ahmad, man, with these uh these mobile home deals, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever it comes to like these the ones like with people moving them and shit, do you do that type of stuff whenever you get um, a deal, or like do you have different criteria for that? So, you can move them if you have the network to move them. If you if you know a mover that'll move them. One of the things I was running into in tech, I mean in Atlanta, was is only like a couple. Like, depending on what side of Georgia you're operating in, it's literally one or two people that move them, shit. Move them but are licensed and insured. Mm. That's the thing, just like with contractors. You know, and the whole steel framing might just break in yeah. the middle of the highway. You want somebody that's, that could be a casualty. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody that's insured that, because your ass gets to you connected to that. You know what I'm saying? So you want somebody that's really, and not even that, when you're moving them into the community, that shit is really dangerous. You can hit somebody else's house or whatever. You know, you want somebody that really know what they're doing. So if that's not in your network, stay away from them. That's cool. Or just find somebody that's willing to move it. You got buyers that will move it. Mm. You know, just connect, it's just connecting the dots, bro. Like, I've sold stuff that I didn't move. Hell not. Like, I've never paid for a move myself. Okay. But I've sold stuff to buyers that moved it. Yeah. There's a buyer that I sold to in Atlanta that... So he had a moving company, but he owned parts too. So like he was in the yeah, best of both worlds. He's in the best of both worlds. So he, he moved it himself. But a lot of times here in Texas, obviously Texas is different. Bro, it's movers everywhere. Yeah. I mean everywhere. Longview, Carrollton. I mean, bro, everywhere. Colleen. You know, they're everywhere. San Antonio, especially when you go like South Texas. Mm-hmm. They're, they're diamond dozen down there. There's plenty of mobile homes like by the border. Like, plenty. I could believe it. And I kind of want to so, talk about that, because... Oh, what you got, Jared? You said- well, no, I just wanted to ask, so I, like, I guess, and it might have been something that we kind of hinted on before, but how are you finding, like, as far as for the structure of these deals, how are you finding buyers? Are these just people that want to live in these homes? Or, like you said, are you primarily catch people that want to use them for campus buyers, or... It's just whoever end up wanting to buy it. Like, do you list them online or something? How are you finding them? So a mixture of both. So like my main demographic here, because I mean, obviously in Texas, the Hispanics. Mm-hmm. So I go to there where they cast their checks at. I put signs up outside where they cast their checks out. I mean, let's just be honest. A lot of them don't have banks, right? Yeah. They're not about to cast their check at any Anything. no bank. Yeah. They're going to go to like chase. a local currency yeah. exchange or like, a lot of these local uh, stores, like the Mexican meat markets, they have um, check cashing inside. So I'll post a sign up there. I put my cards inside it. Like when you there signing your check, you finna when you go grab that pen, you finna see one card right there. So like I literally intensely go inside, might buy some tacos, um, and you know set my cards down. Like I intentionally do shit like that all the time. I go to the areas where their schools are at, uh, meat markets where they're riding their horses at, shit, anywhere where I know they hang out. The soccer fields, because, I mean, they're going to see it, bro. Home Depots, you know, they might be coming to Home Depot as a family. But also Facebook. I sell a lot of shit on Facebook. Mm. Facebook Marketplace. The groups, too. You can look to the groups. That I've got buyers out, like, a lot of these mobile home groups, these private mobile home groups. Whatever city that you're in, there's private groups for that. They might be broken up by, like, region of the state. But there's groups for that that there's buyers in. And a lot of them are park owners. So just go through it and just ask. Like, I'll put, like, shit online and say, like, a blast. I'll go in, like, a mobile home park group that of nothing but park owners. 
And I'll say, like, any mobile home park owners have any vacant lots open, you know, DM me right now. And, bro, your DMs will go crazy. Damn. Like, crazy. They're going to hit you up. A lot of times, it's going to be more of you ain't got the inventory to fill that shit than the need not being there. Yeah. Like, that's what is with me. Like, I kind of stopped doing because, like, me, I just can't keep up with the inventory. A lot of these, especially places that these park owners be having shit, like, this shit is really easy to, I'm not saying easy to expand, but easy to get sidetracked because you might get a park owner that, like, okay, y'all got a park here in Texas, but my need is here in Arkansas. So it's like, damn, do I start looking for homes in Arkansas now? You know what I'm saying? So that's what's been happening to me a lot. Like, like these park owners be having shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I kind of veered away from dealing with park owners, per se. I only bought, like, one or two homes from an actual park before. I try to deal with personal people. Because a lot of my experience, me personally with parks, is going to be different with everybody. So don't, like, take this the wrong way. But a lot of these parks are going to try to get the most for these homes. Like, homes that don't cost, they're not worth $3,000, bro. You actually $3,300. Why? When I can get the same home from a private person for maybe eleven hundred, nine hundred dollars, maybe. It's crazy when you start talking. Like this is a home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It might need to be rehab, but it yeah. this is a whole home that somebody lives in. Yeah. Damn. So, have you been through the rehab process? Yeah. With a few of them. Yeah. Because I know Jared's currently going through a rehab process on his mobile home. So I kind of would like to get into that. What is it like? What's your rehabs? Were they mostly in Atlanta or have you had them? Uh, um, so the couple that I've only did two. Okay. Well, the two that I've did in Atlanta, the first one was like, it was a journey, just like bad contractors. That's what this nigga's going and through right now. <laughs> and yeah, like I didn't know that like you didn't really, you don't, they don't have to be licensed, but they also can't be fucking Papa Smurf. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't, bro. Because at the end of the day, like, now I know to stay away from shit that needs to be damn near rebuilt, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the bad subfloors. I don't mind new vanities. I'm going to put a new toilet in there. I'll jump. I, that's just sanitary with me. Like, new toilet, shower. If we got to, you know, put a new shower in it, that's something that I don't mind doing. But unless the spread is really worth it, bro, I damn sure ain't doing the roof. And the roof, mobile homes is. They might be 600 square feet, bro. Like, they little. You know, double-wise might be 1,000. I've seen double-wise 1,000, 1,100, 200 square feet. But, like, that's not a lot of shingles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The square footage is not there. So it's not gonna, it's not just going to cost you a lot, but folks might try to hit you over the head, especially who you are, you know? So I try to stay away from that unless the profit margins are really there. 90% of the shit I sell is as is. Like, I'll get it dumb cheap and just resell it to somebody that don't mind putting work into it. That's another reason why, shout out to the Hispanic people. That's why I like selling to Hispanics, bro. They're willing to put the work in. I've sold shit that might need seven, eight grand worth of work and they're going to buy it. They go back to that education piece, like you said. They don't know how to find the deal like that. Yeah. So they're going to pay for it. They'll pay for it. on. They'll pay a little more on the buy, but even if they move into it, they, like, that's the thing about them. They'll move into it. And thug it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I've sold shit. I've sold shit that need new subfloors, bro. Need new subfloors. They'll buy it. Like a rodent could crawl in this bitch right now, bro. My family in this joint. We got a roof over our head. Like they, some of the most appreciative, probably humble people I know, bro. But also, like they be coming with that cash, mm-hmm. brown paper bag money, like <laughs> for 
real. They come with it though. And it's not, they not finna, they not gonna be trying to lowball you either. I realize with me right now, um, this is what's gonna take me to the next level, especially if I'm gonna team to be here in Texas, I need to get somebody that's Spanish speaking working with me. So, I mean, obviously, that might need it. And it's just a matter of me implementing. It's not that I don't know to do it. Like, you know, I can get a... I need them to speak Spanish. So, like, it's like, it's easy to go find a fucking cold crawler. It's just... Honestly, bro, I be on some lazy shit sometimes, bro. Like, and thinking I don't need it, but, like, not trying to do it too early. Like, because people talk about, like, obviously scaling too fast. Yeah. But I think it's to the point now, like, I have known now that that's my audience. So why not target it? You know what I'm saying? So obviously I don't even want to answer the phone no more, bro. I need people that speak straight Spanish now. Because that's what I'm running into. That's the areas that I target in Houston. Yeah. Spanish speaking. I was wondering if that was a challenge that you did. Oh like bro, that. I be trying to translate with like Google translating shit, bro. And you know, like some Spanish is like just like you got broken English, yeah. that's broken Spanish. And then like for people that took Spanish in like college and high school, that's not bro, that's same. textbook shit, yeah. bro. That's not Hell yeah. That ain't that slang. Shit, and right. all that yeah, shit. like right. it's the stuff I'm sending them. They might not even understand, it. and that's what I'm figuring out. Like, I get probably at least one or two texts a day, bro. Because I'll put the signs out. Like, they can at least see that it's saying a mobile home is for sale. Mm-hmm. But when I'm talking to them, it's like they don't be understanding. You what can't I'm translate the details. Yeah, like I can't have full conversation. I need somebody that can have a full conversation. They can damn that close the deal for me. I can go look at it. I get back to them, text her, let her know, boom. Tell them I'm offering this. Straight like that. Like, I need those kind of transactions now. That's what I realize is going to take me to the next step. And honestly, buying a park is, is my goal right now. I don't want to own a whole bunch of, like, single homes. That's not what I want to do. Because, I mean, for people that don't know, like, you have no control over that. The park can tell you. Get out. Get this shit out. There's like a nigga that don't live in a woman's house. You know what I'm saying? He don't pay no bills. <laughs> you pay lot rent, but they still could tell you to leave, bro. Like you yeah. could because you don't own the land. They really making the money off the off the soil, bro. Like they could tell you to leave at any given point of time. So, you know, just not being in that control, I don't like that environment. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I wanna venture away from that. Um, but me personally, I, I do a lot of like rent to own. Mm-hmm. So I'll sell it at a high-ass number that I know I'm asking too much. Mm-hmm. So one, I know you're going to talk me down. Two, I'm selling it on terms. So now I'm not responsible for the maintenance. Because mm-hmm. you can call me if... I'm just renting it to you. You can call me if the boiler go out or the AC go out. If I sell it to you... That's your you, problem. That's your problem. So, um, and a way around there, a lot of people might run into parks that say they don't want to fuck with investors. Okay, Cool. You're not technically fucking with investor. You're still just being a middleman. You just have to make sure that your tenants are qualified for the part. So I ask people all the time, bro, you a felon. Like, don't don't lie to me, bro. Like, be honest with me because this park don't allow felons. So, you know, this transaction is not going to go through. But be honest with me. Put it in your girl name. Like, that's the only way y'all finna live in here. You just, you a guest, my nigga. Like, <laughs> you know, because that's not going to work. You know, I did plenty of those, bro. Mm. To the point where... That's the only way to get the transaction done is do it like that. So, you know, parks are going to say we don't want investors. Mm-hmm. There are parks that are open to working investors. Me personally, I haven't booked it to too many. You know, that's just me. But 
everybody's journey is going to look different, bro. So that's what I started doing was just like, boom, just switching it where the application of the park is going to, or the home is going to your name anyway. It's not going to my name. The title of the home is my name. The park never sees that. And I'm keeping a title until you pay that final payment. Mm. So for the my Hispanic folks, they don't have banks. So a lot of my people, they Walmart to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And that's actually what I was going to ask you, too. Just like, how do you keep people, you know, of course, you would like for everybody to be. But like, how do you keep people honest if they stop making payments or something? But that makes sense. Yeah, you still got the title. I don't care about no repos. I don't care about no eviction. I don't care about none of that shit. You could pay. You could talk. For real. Yeah, I don't it is what it is. About none of that shit, bro. Like, for real. One of my first deals, I got the home for like $1,250, $1,290 or something like that. I sold it for like ninety four fifty. The guys drove down from South Carolina. He drove down from South Carolina wait, wait, to, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. To Alabama. I mean, to Atlanta. Nah, like, that makes sense. Fifty, yeah, twelve, yeah. yeah. And okay. I sold it for ninety four. Okay, okay. I believe it though. <laughs> and he drove what, like six, seven hours? To yeah, there? yeah. He drove. He drove down with his family, bro. He had his baby, his two baby girls in the backseat, and everything. So, like the next morning. He like, you know, he came down. He's like, I just want to let you know, like, I'm serious. Like, because he, he hadn't been answering the phone, like, all day. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm going to sell it. Like, and I had other people interested, but nobody was really busting the move like he was. And he seemed interested, but he kind of fell off. So of course, like, I'm, I'm telling him, like, bro, like, somebody's going to come get it. He like, no, no, I'm coming. I'm coming. Like, I have car problems. And, like, I wish I kept the text messages, bro. Like, he's sending me GPS screenshots and shit. You know, I'm, I'm coming serious. down. I'm coming. Yeah. So he came down, bro. He came down with his family. And um, he said he was going to move the home. The home was in Atlanta, like in Riverdale, like right outside, like the airport area. Mm-hmm. Came down, looked at the home. And he was just like, you know, like you want to notarize everything. I'll get everything notarized. So the quickest notary is like UPS store. So like mm-hmm. UPS store, obviously, by the time he came down, it was like 11 o'clock at night. So we walked through the house, got like a flashlight. He was able to see it. And we met the next morning, did the transaction. And I can't even remember how much he put down, bro. I want to say like four grand, something like that. And he uh, paid me off over the next couple months. Yeah. So, and I keep the title. And then he drove back down to get the title and everything from me. We met at the UPS store again and did the transaction. I got you. So the, keeping the title is how you keep them on. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how, because, I mean, they can't do anything. Uh, you can go to the DMV all day and, and you know, you can lean on the title too. So if they go to the DMV and they try to uh, say, oh, I got a lost title like a car. No, fuck, bro. Sit your ass down. Nah, I own yeah. that shit. Yeah, you, yeah. Can lean, you can put a lien on the actual title. Yeah. So that's another way to protect yourself. Put a lien on the title. So like they get that scandalous. I mean, they might, you know, but by the time then you, you, put, you if they, they get behind, bro, like I try to work with people, you uh-huh. know, like I have one right now in Houston that I rent to own, but that's it. Other than everything else, I'm just typically you know. speaking with the rental own terms, like, and it's not even in Houston, it's on the outskirts of Houston. Like, yeah. you ever heard of Beaumont? Yeah, 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 yeah. Beaumont. yeah. So, it's not even in Houston, honestly. Like, yeah. so, like, Houston itself is like, I'm not saying it's hard to get a deal, but like, I ain't tapped it, I ain't tapped it yet. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so market, it's so spread out though. Like, you could be in Spring, that's on the outskirts of Houston, you could be in Katy, mm-hmm. like. And you sure. go to an area like Katy. Katy's one of the best school systems in the state of Texas. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a DeSoto. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, like, imagine what those parks look like compared to Spring. 
because spring is there's a side of spring that's a low income area mm -hmm. you know then there's another side of spring that's got the nicer houses mm -hmm. spring got a good school system though but there's a low income side of spring and then mobile homes on that side and bro they look like traps bro. you know what i'm saying so i be trying to target like those parks that look like that mm -hmm. versus parks that look like the parks in Katy. Okay. i also feel like that's a reason why i haven't got a deal per se here so when I was in Atlanta, I would focus on rural areas because it's those mom and pop parks. It's not the parks that's owned by like these big hedge funds. Yeah. You know, they keep that shit up the park. Mm -hmm. They got to always get that shit evaluated. It has to look good. The pavement got to be good. The lights got to be out. Like, I go to parks sometimes, don't even have lights, bro. Like, I can believe that's so it's like, Louisiana shit, yeah. So it's like back road. So it's like wherever you can like fit in, at, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of these homes that be in these nice areas, they be having mortgages on them. Mm -hmm. I didn't really deal with that in Georgia. That's another major difference. Homes I'm getting here are much that I'm getting calls for are much newer. 2013s and 2010s, but I wasn't shit. I was doing in Georgia was 1980s, yeah. 1990s. You know, oh, the newest no. anything I did in Georgia was like oh one, oh two. And that's and it was a double one. I tried to sell that bitch again at forty thousand. Like, did I you was, get it? You, you, no, like I got like thirty seven, but I I had it in the contract for seventy two, um, but it was moved like you could move right in, mm. and uh, yeah, and I sold it for like thirty seven, believe. So Ahmad, I want to ask, with these rental own deals, like, what does the time frame on those look like? Are you doing them like uh, I do like, like a car rental? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I car, care. car. I don't give a fuck if it takes you ten years. I get the you, cash. You don't pay me every month. That's cool. You and if it's two hundred dollars every month, it's a residual. Yeah, if if that can take care of something, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, honestly, not even be funny. That could be my. That could pay for my weed. <laughs> you know, like anything, bro. Like whatever you like to do. If you like to travel, find something to do that. Like, you know, the asset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you said the travel part too, because like. I've noticed, like, even the stuff that you're doing in Mississippi right now with the lots, like, you be on it. You be traveling. You just be like, you know what, fuck it. If I see it, it look like a good deal, I'm going to put my hands on it. And I kind of want to talk about some of those lots. Like you said, you own all the deeds and everything to that shit. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about what made you go to Mississippi and start looking at these lots and starting to flip them, too. So that was just shout out to Twitter. I was I, uh, Joshua Lindsay. Um, what's his name? CEO Lindsay, I believe, is his Twitter name. Um, but he he basically put me on with it, bro. Was he was flipping them? Me and him was already, you know, cool. Man, he just like, bro, I got an opportunity. Like, you could buy lots in the state and flip them, you know. And that's what I did, bro. That's what I started doing, and yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Hey, man, that's hard. The reason why I brought it up is just the fact of the opportunity. Yeah. A lot of people don't look at opportunity like that. Like yeah. I couldn't people... believe it, bro. Like I, I flew. I literally when he told me, um, I was like, what I gotta lose? Like, so you, you gotta go through like a process with the state. It takes time. Mm -hmm. It's not nothing that you finna do in two months. It ain't nothing that you finna do. So like when people might see me post about like lots for sale, sometimes bro, I've been sitting on this shit for months, mm -hmm. you know, but it's finally ready to be sold. So, yeah, like the money can come. It can really start coming in fast. But like this stuff that you have put in works 
four or five months ago. You know what I'm saying? So when he hit me with it, once I had paid for some lots and it got closer to the time where I knew like my deeds were about to be ready, I flew down there. And yeah, I had to see it, bro. I need to touch it kind of person. So yeah, I flew down there. I linked up with him. The man, like, he's like the mayor of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, bro. He knows everybody. When I tell you we walking downtown Hattiesburg, he walk in a local bar. Hey, Josh, like, boom, like, bro, I didn't pay for not much. Not much. Like, I didn't spend a lot of money on that trip. Just, oh, you with Josh, boom, hip. You know, like, walked to his barbershop. Like, I met his barber. Like, barber, cool as hell, like. Are you with Josh, bro? You like he's seen a blunt in my oh, bro. Don't even smoke that, bro. He gave me the keys to his car, bro. Go get in my car, go roll up. It's a weed sitting on the seat, bro. Crazy Damn. southern hospitality, bro. That night we went out. The man's had a party bus. We went to New Orleans. This is my first time ever meeting Josh, like in person. We had met on the internet, talk, but this is my first time ever meeting him in person. You know, but boom, like of course I got down there, took care of business, went, took pictures of the lives, got a chance to see it, and then. It was like, I'm like, damn, bro, this man know everybody, bro. Like, What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. And yeah, he great people, bro. Like, that just really opened my eyes to like, you know, of course, never judge a book by its cover, but also you can learn from anybody. He's three years younger than me. You know, I'm still young, but, you know, I think Josh is 22. Yeah. You know, and he worked in the oil and gas industry, too. You know, so, like, he's not just, man, that man getting it. Like, he rent porta potties out, out in the oil and gas industry. He works for Chevron. <laughs> he got two oil and gas jobs, bro, like, two different states, bro, like. The man, man is getting it, bro. Like, I know that much. Literally, like, I be, he hit me sometimes, bro. We be talking like one, two in the morning sometimes. Just like, he's somebody that, if I got an idea about something, I, I call him and we just, sometimes we on the phone like two, three hours sometimes. You know, be on Zoom calls, just chopping, it just up. chopping it up, bro. Like, that man has really opened my eyes and just really let me know, bro. Like, just being around some people, especially my family, like, they really feel like you can't learn from somebody that's younger. Like, there's nothing you could possibly tell me, right? I live longer than you. I know more than you. But it's like, I hate that damn. I hate that shit, bro. Like, but he really like solidified that. Like, bro, you know, just even down to some of the ways of, you know, making money that he then showed me. It's just like, bro, like I would have never knew this, and I would have never knew unless we connected. I don't even remember what connected us on Twitter, but we started following each other. I DM'd him, or he did me one of the two, and we started talking, exchange numbers, and that was like maybe last year, two years ago. Yeah. When you use social networks, right, you can build some powerful relationships. No, nah, yeah, bro, crazy. Like, there's somebody that's doing something you want to do. All that, all that prize shit, bro. Like, let it go out the window. You gotta throw that shit out, bro. Talk to these people, bro. You just never know. Like, I didn't know you were involved with cattle. That's something I want to get involved with. Oil, that's something I want to get involved in as well. Josh is very knowledgeable about oil. He knows folks that got fucking oil rigs in in East Texas, West Mm -hmm. Texas. Like, why would I not stay around somebody like him? You know what I'm saying? That would be stupid for me not to. You pick up a lot of games. Exactly. 
So, and with the land, you said y'all bought it from the land bank. So basically, it's just the state of Hattiesburg. Okay. It's not even really a. It is, I guess, a land bank. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's basically tax land. Mm. Yeah. I'm yeah. a little familiar with that too. Every state has that shit. Like, look it up. I mean, I just happen to be doing Mississippi. Yeah. Every Wait. state has it. It works different in every state, but every state has, you know, some kind of tax sale. Even if it's not a tax sale, they have discounted land of some sort or, you know, parcels that you can buy from the state. It might not be taxed. Like, I don't want people to you feel me, crucify my ass for saying this. <laughs> it's something that you can contact the state for that you could tap in with them about. You just probably got to look on the state website. Every state different. That's the truth, though. Like, even with my land, like, I bought some land, and that was exactly how I got it. Like, it was taxes, but it was technically adjudicated land. And, like, I ended up getting a whole lot for, like, two bands. But, like, that, it was easy. Like, but you just got to, you know, know who to go to, know who to talk with. And, and then, like, same thing as what you're saying. Like, for any listeners who think it might be cap, like, I made a connection with a lady, and, like, she sent me list of hundreds of them. Like, okay. properties on properties on properties. Just adjudicated land. Yeah. And take care of the people that take care of you, bro. The, oh, for sure. The lady that me and Josh deal with. Like, I haven't sent her nothing yet, but I'm probably going to. Uh, I got a friend that do, uh, like, chocolate covered strawberries. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to send her something, like, because she, bro, she be on it. Emailing us, um, calling us. Like, I noticed something on the application. I don't know if this is right. And, bro, she talked to us like, I've never met this lady before, ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Never met her. Like, boom. But that South shit, bro, like, Josh bought me into his fucking bank. I talked to the president of the bank, bro. <laughs> I got a fucking blunt on my ear, bro. <laughs> I got a fucking backwood on my ear. I'm walking into the bank. He got, just walked in with a Yeti cup. Like, he was giving the, the banker, you know, Yeti cup. Like, the man know everybody. Like, but that's just, connection. you know, connections, bro. Like, it ain't what you know. It's who you know, bro. Like, that's a fact, you know. It's these two brothers in Mississippi that own, bro, they own like 12 companies, like $12 million, like multi-million dollar companies, like dealerships, all kinds of shit, construction companies, like, and bro, the man's no, like, and they own, like, they're one of the most, as far as like land owners in Mississippi, they're up there as far as owning the most land in Mississippi, like crazy, bro. And Mississippi's not a little state, It's not. At all. Like, it, it, it's not a Texas. It's but. land rich. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. It's like Louisiana, bro. Yeah. It's a lot of rural, rural places. You got your few cities that yeah, you know, you like you Jackson, got Maine, your Jackson, your Biloxi, the Hattiesburg, and then they building like a crazy casino in Biloxi right now. Like I don't want to say no wild shit, but it's I big. believe it. it's some wild. Like it's crazy, crazy. It might be a billion dollars, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like it's on the water in Biloxi. They're building it right now. I don't think they started yet, but like the, it's been released. That's hard. So it's so much money in a lot of states that people don't know. Like, maybe that's my problem. I don't focus on one thing. You know what I'm saying? To be completely transparent, like I don't. If I see this moving, I'm, I'm gonna jump on. But you say you don't focus on one thing, but you are focused on one thing. It's real estate. Yeah, yeah. It's just real estate of different. Yeah. Paths, I guess. Different, different connections of it. Yeah. Sir. Hey man, it's all good though, my brother. You at least know the direction that you're going in, but you see some stuff moving. You're like, I'm gonna get up on the wave. I'm gonna ride it while it's there, and it's still smart. You're not over here like trying to 
flip cars on one day, then you over here flipping mobile homes one day. Now you flipping shoes. Like you ain't. I will sell the fuck out some shoes, man. I will too. Like, yeah, I, if I the opportunity come, like, I will. But you're not making that your main. No, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. But if it's there, I will. Okay. Like just, just quick. Like for people that live in hurricane-worthy states, people might say this is bad, but it's an opportunity for people that might want to do it. Every state that has hurricanes, generators are going to always be in demand. That is right. So throughout the I'm years, I've been, you know, been living here in Houston. Yeah. When I was doing security, like whenever things like stores and stuff would power would go out. I would get paid like to just sit in my car and just watch the store, fifty, sixty dollars an hour, right? And these stores were getting deliveries of like it would be whole shipments of fucking generators coming in. So like it's something I've dropped the ball on throughout the years when I lived in Texas. But now that I'm back, it's hurricane season, bro. Anybody that live in a hurricane state, this is something you can do. And like and watch people still ain't gonna do this shit. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, it's always going to be the nigga that got hey, caught slipping. The hurricane bro, came. They don't have bro, you a can get generators for a couple anything. hundred dollars, bro. You can get a generator for a couple hundred. Like, you don't have to get name brand shit. In a time of need, bro, niggas don't It care. can be a Harbor Freight brand. It don't have to be, you feel me, no Honda. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, Honda's going to cost. You're going to spend some money. Yeah, you will. But you want a couple hundred, bro. And you can oh, but when it. that time hit. And you can sell oh, nigga, it. I want that. And they gonna pay. They gonna pay. It. It. Just like shoes, it's the same thing. Supply and demand. Just like shoes. I mean, I brought for me. I told my brother like smackers. If we, if I don't make at least 50, 60 G's, this hurricane season. If we get a real hurricane and I don't make fifty, sixty thousand dollars, I'm pussy, bro. <laughs> for real, bro. I'm gonna stack them joints in the garage, bro. And just look straight up, ready. straight up. I'm gonna start. I'm about to start buying them, bro. Cause it's. Just go. Just get them as you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, they run sales on them all the time. All the time. All the time. Especially, like you said, throughout the whole year, when people don't need them, that's when you can stack up on generators. Yeah. I had the same idea, like, maybe two, three years ago. Yeah. When there was, not Laura, hurricane season before that. But same thing. I just yeah, didn't like, do it. It was just like. For anybody that's, like, looking to get excuse me, into the mobile homes, like, like I said, the cost is very low. Get you some banding signs off Alibaba, wherever you, I mean, Alibaba sell them in the bulk, of course, if you're willing to get them in the bulk and you're willing to wait. But go to Amazon. Amazon, dirt cheap signs. Get you some banding signs. I don't get mine pre-printed because I like to write on my signs. Depending on the area, like I said, I might do it in Spanish. So I don't want nothing pre-printed. And I get Magnum markers, Magnum Sharpie markers, and uh, write on the sign. We buy mobile homes. Mobile homes want it as is. Your phone number, of course, the same thing in Spanish. Mobile homes on land want it, depending on where you at. You know, if you see a whole bunch of mobile homes on land, that's what I'm gonna write. I keep a sharpie in a car. I keep nails, well, screws, but I use a drill. And I kind of went through a moment with that where I was trying different things. I try to hammer out. That's that's a workout you don't yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. And then I try nail guns out. People don't know, like, obviously, nail guns are usually connected yeah, to a compressor, yeah. you know, but when they're not, they're battery-powered. That power tools aren't cheap. That's I was spending three, $400 just to try them out, but I was renting them from Home Depot at first, but I was spending too much money. I'm like, I might as well just buy one. But when I bought it, it wasn't working the same way as the one I rented. So I'm like, I got to do something, bro. So I just went and bought a power, uh, a driver from Harvard Freight. Nothing, a lot of, not an expensive DeWalt, none of that, like, 
I paid it, bought a $40 drill, bro. That $40 drill has made me some money, bro. $40 drills. And I'm honestly still, I bought a 20-pound tug of uh, nails, but I'm still on the same nails. Like, the nails is, is a big-ass tug of nails. You want a decent size of nails so that they can obviously penetrate through the side and whatever you put it through. But depending on where you at, you in Florida, this going to go through palm trees. You know, like, it'll go through anything. Put your sign up and go. It's take 10 seconds. Put the sign up outside of parks. I target parks. You know, of course, around parks, local stores. So, like, I say, bro, $200, you can get started. Depending on how many signs you buying, less than that. Because you can get 50 signs on Amazon. I do 18 by 24 signs. The reason, I just for to be big enough. You know, you can get smaller and it'll be cheaper and get more. But 18 by 24. And I like yellow signs, too, because they stand out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yellow signs with a black marker? Yellow signs with a black Sharpie marker. Yeah, and a drill. Some people probably already got a drill laying around the crib. Just get a bit that fits the actual screw that you're picking up. And that's it. Like I said, I haven't bought screws, bro, in months. Probably like six, eight months. I'm still using the same tug of screws. What you just basically broke down was how you could get started marketing your business for less than $200, bro. And that might turn into a couple thousand. Yeah. So, like, you have no fucking excuse, bro. None. Get started. Like, it's not rocket science. Don't get caught up in watching all these fucking YouTube channels. Like, knocking YouTube because I love it. But just don't get caught up in just so much information and no action. Analysis paralysis. So just get started. Get started and figure everything else out last. One last tip. Something that, like, fucked me up, honestly. Talk to the park. A lot of people will try to say you're home that they're behind on. When I first started, I bought a home for somebody. They was behind on it like six months. Sheesh. They was behind on it like six months. And that screwed me because, like, technically, it's not supposed to be on me because, like, that was a previous tenant. Yeah. But they didn't even want to allow me to bring. Like, I had a buyer for this home. They didn't even want to allow me to bring nobody else in till that balance was paid. And I'm like, y'all got me fucked up. Y'all think I'm about to pay that. Damn. Like, still to this day, like, that's something I took the L on. I still got the title to that home. That home just sitting there. Damn. Damn. It's literally just sitting there. I could have probably did some unethical shit, bro, and sold it to somebody, but they would have got that problem. You know, but I didn't pay much for the house. I paid like 1900 for the house. But this was a lead that I had when I first started, and he hit me back up. He flaked me the first time. I should have been, but, bro, I'll be, I'll just be moving, bro. So when that happened, I met back up with him like months later. He was like, I want to sell it. And he was so desperate to sell it. I should have known. Mm. And that was my lesson in that. I didn't talk to the park. Check to see if people are updated on their rent and taxes of the house. Because these are just like cars, but they got taxes. And the taxes don't need to be cheap, bro. Your area might be $40, $50. You know, but, you know, like I said, you still, you still making money off of it, though. So, yeah, like check with the park. That's something that I learned that it fucked me. <laughs> hey man, you giving our sauce right now. Hell yeah. Because I ain't even would have thought about that. Like, like, I thought the park would be cool. Because once again, the park would do whatever they want in this situation. I thought they'd be cool with the, like the new tenant in this. Yeah. Right? Exactly. exactly. But if they want to play hardball, they like, okay, you bought a home. This previous person's behind on the rent. Now you responsible. They could really do when really in essence, she should have just been like, we finna chuck it up. You finna now give me rent. But some of these park owners be like a bad baby mama, bro. <laughs> Just don't. You can't win. 
some of these park owners like that. Yeah. You know, you cannot win. I'm here to help you and you playing hardball with me. Why? Why? I'm not the one that wouldn't pay you. Why? You've been without rent for six to eight months. Sometimes, bro, I've been to parks and less than that. Talk to the people that live around these homes. They know, bro, they know who's fucking who. They know everything. <laughs> Seriously, bro, I didn't have some disturbing shit being told to me, bro. Like, how do you know this? But, just be watching, bro. St- no, seriously, bro. And they'll tell you, like, hey, like, this joint been vacant. Yeah, they used to sell meth out of there, or they was trapping out that joint. Like, they know, they know what's going on. They neighbor, and some neighbors are for real Karens. They might not look like a Karen, but they Karens. <laughs> <laughs> depending on where you at, like, you know, depending on what state you in, obviously that's gonna look different for you. But yeah. for real, bro, you know. And I say start with parks that need value. Start with parks that need add value, you know, like parks that have potholes, parks that have soccer fields that don't got the nets on the soccer field. It's just that the kids kicking it in the soccer bowl and don't go with no net. Like real trap shit, like <laughs> like real look like the project. Yeah. Don't go to those parks that, well, I've been to parks that got fucking water parks. Straight up. Oh, like, no, for real. But that lot rent is seven, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, you go to places like South Florida, they got nine hundred thousand dollars, eleven hundred dollar lot rent, but you want a water. You still in a mobile home park, but the scenery different. Yeah. You know, but that's still cheaper than going to go get the house that's twenty eight on the water. Twenty nine. That's no nah, fuck that on the water. You probably spend four. Four minimum. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what South Florida costing, but it's I know it's costing more than that. Yeah. This is supposed to be affordable housing, right? So mm-hmm. But they still want to get theirs if the scenery is there. It's location, location, everything. So I always like to target like one-star, two-star parks, you know, and look at Google. But a lot of parks won't be on Google, though. That's another thing. You might make a list off Google, mobile home parks near me. That's usually where I start at. Mobile home parks near me, make a list on my phone. But you're going to pass up parks that's not on Google. Yeah. Those are the mom and pop parks. Those are the ones you want to hit. Yeah, those are the ones you want to hit. But still, like, stop, hit those, and still hit the other ones. You know, but don't. I used to just drive past and be like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going to get here, then my bad. Then, then I'm going to come back, and you're going to forget, or you're going to lose track of time, or you might forget where it was even at. That's a so, yeah, you just always stop. Throw that sign out. Take 10 seconds. Put that sign out, you're going to get a call. Go to Home Depot. Put that sign out. You know, go to the contractor side, put that sign out. Shit, bro, where else? Bro, anywhere where there's people. I've put them out at the DMV before. That's smart, though. They, gonna they gotta, be there. Go. They gonna they gotta be there. go to put a title. They gotta, they gotta register their car, right? Yep. You know, they just might be going to renew a license or something. You know, they bars, too, where they go get fucked up. Real talk. Like, anywhere where they hang out, bro. Where they be having little quinceaneras at? Oh, I'm there. I wear cowboy boots, bro. So I go to Western stores. I buy cowboy boots on the regular. Yeah. So I go to Western stores. I give Western stores my cards. I'm going straight to the audience. That's smart. not the middle man. That's yeah. smart, it, bro. Yeah. I love it. And I want to pivot to the last section, my brother. Really just let you, you know, plug yourself in. Where can they find you? Where can they keep up with you and everything, my brother? It's mobile home trapper everywhere. On Instagram is BD underscore mogul. I have an ebook, investwithamod.com. Amod spelled A H M A D. I'll send y'all the link. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we, we drop that in the show notes for y'all. You can also book a consultation. I have a 30 minute and an hour long consultation. 
as well available. And I usually go over, bro. As you can see, I talk a fuck a lot, right? So <laughs> I usually go over. It's never gonna be an hour. It's never gonna be thirty minutes. I'm going provide that value. Yeah, yeah you're gonna get yeah, that value. So it's don't look at the price. And most people, some people look at the price and might be like, hell no. But you know, I mean, you're gonna spend that on some weed or some drink or whatever you like to do. Everybody likes something. You might not smoke weed. You might not. You're gonna spend it on something. Mm-hmm. Going out with the girls, go get the nails done, whatever. By that nigga that don't do don't do shit for you, you gonna buy him something. <laughs> you know, the other way around, straight up. So I'm taking and investing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, I love it. Well, my, I gotta say thank you again, my brother, because this has been a great episode. Appreciate you. A lot man, of game giving out on just the mobile home game. And That's crazy. I was nervous as fuck, bro. For real? <laughs> no, like when I first when I put on my home, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, I wasn't nervous the whole time. Like, on the way here, I wasn't nervous. But, like, this, I've never, I don't mind talking to people. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I talk to strangers, but, like, being on camera and, like, I've never really did anything like that. But it's all about, like, yeah, like, attacking your your fears, bro. Like, getting on YouTube or something. That's, yeah. Uh, all my goals is to do, but that's just, I got to get in front of the camera. Bro. Hey. So this is a big moment for me. Hey. Just call it so practice. I, I appreciate y'all having me, bro. Appreciate you coming <laughs> through, bro. Like I said, man, you came, kick game, and whenever you do decide to make that YouTube channel, I know it's going to be hella valuable because <laughs> it's going to hit a specific target. Yeah, it's going to be more of like, it's not going to just talk about mobile home. It's going to be vlog-like, mm-hmm. but like I'm still going to like talk about whatever, like mobile homes, land, vending machines, like whatever yeah. I'm doing. We need to talk about I'm a, You know, I'm going to talk about it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to gear the channel to to one, you know, one thing. So definitely stay tuned for that. Not going to put a date on it yet, but just, just be ready. Y'all stay tuned and go follow my brother on Twitter. That's hey, how y'all going to know what that is going Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly active on Twitter than anything. Uh, more active on Twitter than Instagram, too. So, yeah. Well, before we get up out of here, I just want to go through a couple of house cleaning items per usual as always thank everyone for listening to the black wolf renaissance podcast if you found this episode or any other episodes valuable make sure y'all leave that five star rating and review uh y'all tap in with everything we got going on join bwr academy number one community for personal finance mm-hmm. link to that is in the show notes we're gonna have classes every week bi-weekly classes accountability calls uh industry leading experts coming in and just mm-hmm. an all supportive community that you can just learn from and grow with. Yeah. So yeah, do that. Join BWR Academy. If you act now, you get seven days free. Mm-hmm. And what else we got for man? What else we got for man? We got courses too. If y'all want to learn more about getting your credit right or if you want to read our book as well, manage your money like the one percent. We got credit fundamentals for the credit. We got manage your money like the one percent. Really just a step by step guide to really understanding and taking that assessment with your personal finances, getting you ready with budgeting and exposing you to some ways that you can start investing and really just get a holistic view on your money. So you can get all of that link in the show notes. What you got, Jared? I just want to give a quick shout out. We got a couple of reviews that got dropped since the last time we gave people shout outs. So I want to give a shout out to, (laughs) I want to give a shout out to Stacy 2026. She said, I just started listening to this podcast. Glad that I found it. Thanks for sharing the tips and having great guests. And then we had one more that was posted this past Tuesday. Zadadria Clark. She says she loves this podcast. I've been listening to you all every day for about three weeks now. I've shared this podcast with so many people since then, and all of them are so grateful for you all. Thank you so much for having these types of conversations and teaching us how to get out of the financial shackles we've been in for centuries. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, shout out to you, Miss Clark. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Shout, shout out to both, both of y'all, man. Yeah. Appreciate y'all for leaving those reviews. Once again, though, if y'all feel there's any way where we can improve, we take constructive criticism. Want to make sure we grow this thing to the number one podcast on the planet. And we're only going to do that through constructive criticism and getting better on our flaws. So yeah. feel free to let us know what y'all think we can improve on. Yes, sir. And with that said, y'all, hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.